Hey guys, Henning and Morten from Flip Normals. And in today's video, we are doing a two-part series. So this is the first part of two, uh, which is about uh, the tool and not the tool. So in this video is gonna be how to not be focused on which tool you're using, uh, covering more fundamentals of what you should use, and overall how to get like the basics of, you know, whatever it is when it comes to be like becoming an artist really some like skills that you can translate to any field but really trying to drive home the point that it doesn't matter which tool that you use for the job uh, you can always get it done as long as you know the fundamentals yeah we see this so often with beginners and people who are new to 3d they're always going about it with the mindset of if i just had a slightly better tool if i had a better brush what what brush do you guys use in zbrush doesn't matter. Yeah, we see this so often with beginners, including myself. When I was brand new to 3D, I was I was going over the internet and really trying to find specific like specific settings for the software. Yeah, I went crazy over hotkeys because <laughs> I thought that would make me a better artist, and it didn't. It made me a, it made me a faster artist, but I was shitty, so it made me <laughs> faster shitty artist. Exactly, it made me really fast at <laughs> getting shitty stuff done. <laughs> Uh, but all that stuff, you know, eventually down the line definitely helps. Absolutely. But as you know, as as your core should be in the fundamentals and not specifically about the tool. One thing that we talked about was uh, I I was following a tutorial from like Noman Workshop at one point, and it's like this comic book artist. I can't remember his name now. David Finch, Finch, Finch or something. Something, something yeah, like that. Him, yeah. And uh, he was using this uh, mechanical pencil. And uh, so before I started the tutorial, I, I researched, I like looked at pictures from the video, right? And found the corresponding pencil or mechanical pencil on, on Google and then found it on Amazon and then ordered that uh, instead of just, you know, grabbing one of the regular pencils I just had lying around. Because I thought, okay, if I have his exact mechanical pencil and the tool that he uses to sharpen his pencil with, that's, that's what's going to make it for me. Yeah, it turns out it wasn't, <laughs> yeah. he, he didn't just have an amazing pencil. <laughs> the magical pencil that let him draw everything. Yeah, exactly. That's also why whenever we are sharing our knowledge on flipped normals, mm. we're not scared that somebody will take that and, and use that and now we won't have a job anymore because the knowledge you have as an educator isn't your specific tool or it's not, you know, that we can do retope and if somebody can retope, they can take our job. It's it's really all in the fundamentals. It's because we've been studying the anatomy and we've been studying color theory and all these kind of things. Yeah. Which means that in order to replace somebody with strong fundamentals, you need to have stronger fundamentals. Yeah. And you knowing our one weird trick for using <laughs> hotkeys and ZBrush, I mean, that stuff is not going to take somebody's job away. No, I had I had a, a conversation with my brother about this, just in terms of uh, pure color theory, and uh, so he's like, "Oh yeah, you you guys should do a video on color theory," and we totally, are. I mean, we're going to because it's a subject that we love. But uh, what I tried to explain to him was that, it, like, I have an, I have knowledge about color theory because, like, color, lights, uh, composition, because it's something that I've been doing for like the past six or seven years you know I, I i had a two or three year period that was purely focused on painting painting and then i did a lot of photography so combining those things but because it's fundamentals allows me to feedback and give critique on a on a wide variety of subjects like it's not just just because i was a character artist 
uh, for film and you know working in ZBrush and stuff doesn't mean that I'm only qualified to talk about stuff for characters. I can look at photography um, because of the fundamentals and then give feedback on photography. Uh, what's the colors like? What's the lighting light? I don't, I'm not tied to a tool. Yeah, I would be able to paint over it in Photoshop, but I can also convey just because of the fundamental knowledge what you should change about your, you know, your composition or something like that. And this makes you incredibly valuable for not just for big productions, but for any team and yeah. for anyone who wants to hire somebody. It means that if you you can't do any more modeling because there isn't any more modeling work, maybe you can do lighting. That's what I've been doing a lot. Mm. My entire career, I've been doing a bunch of different different things, such as modeling, texturing, concepting. Uh, I'm currently doing a bunch of lighting because the fundamentals are, I mean, they're the same. I learned them years ago, but it means that I can be quite useful in a production because I'm not just stuck in one place. No. When it comes to texturing, that's very much about color theory. And we're going to be making a whole series on that later on as well, like specific like skin texturing, yeah, and it's really it's really all the same. If I'm using Painter or if I'm using ZBrush, where I learned those fundamentals, doesn't doesn't really matter. No, yeah, of course, there's an argument for certain tools can speed up your workflow. Like if you were doing, if you were painting a skin texture in Paint, yes, you know, okay, maybe it could be done, but you know, it's you know, it's not about the tool, yeah. but <laughs> um, it's still like focusing on the fundamentals, and I think it's not. I wouldn't say it's like a mistake that beginners do because it's just it's something that we all do no matter what when we start something new the the tangible thing is the is the physical stuff or you know the, what we can touch and what we can see immediately so a tool whether it be whether it be a pencil it's a camera it's like a mouse or the tablet whatever it is you know you feel like okay it's something I can spend money on then if I spend more money, then that must mean that it's better. Therefore, I will be a better artist. And that's never the case. Yeah, no, we, we see this. We see this all the time. Yeah, like, well, I think one of the, we don't get it as much anymore because I think we've talked a lot about it. But in the beginning of Flip Normals, people would ask us all the time, what brushes do you use? Yeah. Constantly, like, wow, what's the brush you're using? It's like, I don't know, like the move and... <laughs> clay or something yeah. yeah but what about this really custom crack brush where you can do this and it has like two features and you can make an automatic scar and stuff. i don't know mm. that sounds cool yeah I, that sounds i cool. like a scar brush but <laughs> <laughs> but it's not so much that like once like we we talked about the when it came to the when it came to the creature kit so we released the video about that like just sculpting from the creature kit and the whole point of using the creature kit there is that like we said in the video as well it's not necessarily for beginners. I think beginners can still pick up the tool, shilling our own product here. Gotta but do that. <laughs> it's, it's more so like if a, if a complete beginner picks up that tool, then the pure composition of the character, the silhouette, they're not really going to have as good of an understanding of it. So where they place it and how they design the character will just never look as good as someone who's experienced um, in doing character design. You yeah. see this a lot when it comes to like uh, X texturing XYC as well, which yeah. are awesome alphas and textures you can just apply onto your model and it looks photorealistic if you know what you're doing. Yeah. So you can kind of see how good somebody is based on how close up these photos are uh, or <laughs> renders if it's if it's super close up. Of course, you can still be an amazing artist, not saying that if you do close-ups, you're bad, but some people, they can't do anything but close-ups because yeah. they only work close-up because if you were to zoom out, you would see that 
nothing is working. The fundamental of the face is all broken. I think one of the issues with people using something like texturing XYZ, and that's not on texturing XYZ, that's on the artist, is if you're doing something, you're doing texturing for face and you're using the maps from texturing XYZ, people have a tendency to do everything the same. Like everything, all the pores are the same size, it's the same, uh, they're all the same depth and you just end up with this like dull looking weird stuff for the skin that doesn't look realistic at all. Yeah, exactly. You kind of assume that having awesome alphas and textures on top is a substitute for good anatomy skills. Yeah. yeah we. I mean, we've both worked with artists like that where it's it's pretty clear that their their core skills are what's lacking, but they try to hide it with, with alphas. Yeah. And... It, like when you feedback that in the beginning, it can be tricky to figure out, okay, what exactly is wrong? And then you ask them to remove the alphas and all the details. You go, oh, okay, right. You skip the step. That's whatever we've been doing as well when we've been doing our sculpt or videos. We have like yeah. we have a couple of videos now like improving your sculpture. And we the first thing we do, we just remove stuff. It's it's never about, oh, we take a little move brush and we nudge it a little bit here and there. It's, you know, let's go back to the core of it. Let's yeah. go back to back to the skeleton if you don't have the skeleton right you can't do proper sculpture no because then nothing is going to work i think um oh, i can't remember his name maybe you remember his name it's a dude on uh, i think i saw him on instagram uh anatomy guy geo geo yeah, yeah. Uh, something something <laughs> like super super tight stuff with anatomy and uh, i remember like it was like an instagram post from him talking about okay when he did something more specific he would like um like he places the bones and like the muscles and stuff all on the inside so he can get, you know, something that's as close uh, to realism as possible. That's, you know, to the nth degree, definitely. But it just shows you when you when you know the fundamentals, this is the kind of stuff that you can do. Yeah, it's weird whenever you're starting with 3D because you think that, oh, cool, I learned, so I learned Maya and I learned ZBrush and maybe Painter and then I'm pretty good. No, you're pretty good at using the tools, but <laughs> now you're starting to realize that yeah, stuff doesn't look very good. You're right, and you can't really figure out why it doesn't yeah. look as good. You're comparing your your work to somebody who someone whose work is better than you, but I mean the topology is the same. I mean clearly your topology is. I mean UVs are the same. Textures they look pretty similar, but it just doesn't look as good. <laughs> and I'm very much speaking from experience here, where I just couldn't figure out what was wrong. And what's wrong is the other person has five years of sculptural knowledge. Yeah, and you can't you can't just substitute that. And sometimes you're even looking at sculpts from traditional artists who's getting into ZBrush, and the the sculpts they look so damn good. Yeah, like a week after they've opened ZBrush. But they're very they're very rough. Yeah. And they're not very sharp. Like they don't necessarily have any pores or any details. And you're looking at your stuff, and being like, my stuff is way better than this because it has all these this sharpness and details, but it's really not. And you can't figure out why. And it's fundamentals. Like, I was working with an artist um, who, who, like, he studied traditional uh, sculpture for, I think, maybe 10 years or something like that. And uh, so he uh, he switched over to ZBrush. And, like, if you if you looked at it from just a pure technical perspective uh, of his work in ZBrush, he wasn't very fast in ZBrush. Um, and, like, you would look at his workflow in ZBrush, you'd be like, oh, yeah, you can do this. That would speed it up. And like, okay, thanks. But it, it didn't matter. Like his his the vast knowledge that he had about like the human figure and anatomy, weight, shape, all that stuff just meant that he would make something even faster than you anyway, mm. um, and it would look ten times as good. 
And that's all down to fundamentals. Yeah, it's like a tool can make you, like I said before, can get make get you a shitty result really quickly. But if you have good fundamentals, it's like let's say you have an amazing painter and they're using MS Paint. You know, now they're gonna still get an amazing, an amazing result. It's just going to take them like two years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but if you're if you have Photoshop and you're a shitty painter, you're gonna get a shitty result in in like two hours. Yeah. But it's never going to look good. Yeah. So, I mean, we're definitely not saying, you know, use paint for, you know, these kind of things. But if you, you got you to gotta have a solid artistic foundation beforehand. Which and I think the cool thing is that it, it's, it's skills that never go away. Yes, you have to, like, you have to stay up to date with it. Like, you have to keep doing it, keep practicing it. It's kind of like, like, I don't, I'm not really sure about the whole, like, you never forget how to ride a bike. Maybe if you don't do it for 70 years, maybe you will forget. But I feel like it's kind of in the same vein there, that you always have, like, some basic knowledge of it. And maybe you just need to be refreshed if you haven't done it for a long time. But any fundamentals that you have, whether it be color theory or composition, shading, uh, we talked about math as well. Like, if you're doing any kind of, like, hardcore Houdini stuff, that stuff never changes like physics doesn't change hopefully hopefully um anatomy hasn't changed for ever you in know? the last seventy thousand years <laughs> we haven't talked to modern humans so exactly. we're pretty good <laughs> um yeah okay maybe it changes like the smallest percent every <laughs> single year but you know it's not measurable the same thing with color and light being related to physics mm. you know the way that the sun's light hits the atmosphere at a certain time of day is always consistent, yeah. you know? So this is the kind of knowledge that you should definitely be focusing on and not so much, uh, okay, if I just buy this tool, whether it be a pencil or software or whatever, that'll make me a better artist, but actually focusing on uh, the core, the core of it. And that's what we try to do in a lot of our tutorials as well. Some are more using a tool, because you need that. Yeah. And then some are more about the fundamentals. Like in our introduction to Painter, we have both. First part is, this is how you use the tool. Because honestly, you need that. You yeah. need just how do you use a tool. But the second part is all about learning how do you build up materials. Yeah. And you could watch this course in 10 years. Yeah, the interface is going to be outdated. And you know we're going to be sculpting like a painting with 16K maps on our iPad and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but you could still the theory is just as applicable 10 years ago as it will be in 10 years and yeah. you're really trying to get that across yeah what? if you're if you're painting human skin like now or if you're doing it in 10 years human skin looks the same yeah exactly unless and some like crazy apocalypse happen and everyone <laughs> mutates you know yeah right. exactly and sure the shader models might be different but the core understanding of it that you know you start from metal then you have rust then you have paint you that layering is still is still the same. Yeah. One thing as well, which we are pretty threatened by right now, is automation. We're already seeing this a lot in CG and VFX games, anything really. Yeah. Where first off, you're seeing the um, you're seeing uh, the outsourcing happens, where you have tasks which are quite easy to do but time consuming, such as retopology. They're not. It's not very hard to do it. And if you do it in London or if you do it in India, you know the result is pretty much the same. And then what we're going to be seeing afterwards is that you get better tools, like Seer Meshing 3 is out, it looks way better. And But the moment you get some kind of neural networks in this, you're not even going to need something like Seer Meshing. You're <laughs> no. just gonna, it's just going to be done automatically with the skill of a human. And now if you only know the tool and 
you're fighting against a machine which can do retopology way better than you. Yeah. Like you are just in trouble. And this isn't some kind of dystopian future vision. I mean, we we're seeing this outsourcing is already a really big threat. And like it's all it's a it's a it's still a new industry and outsourcing is already happening. Yeah. So exactly. So if you can only do use tools, then you are, are a craftsman and the pure craft will be replaced by machines very, very quickly and yeah. already has been by not by machines but by cheaper labor like you still like like an example i think was interesting is you still obviously have traditional sculptures who sculpt in in marble but what you also have is like you have those crazy six axis cnc machines that can just cnc stuff from a 3d print Mm. or like a 3d model in marble as well like that that stuff looks crazy yeah exactly you know so i'm not saying that it's like that kind of automation that can happen because you know also very expensive but it did like Outsourcing is just a real th- threat, I suppose, to your yeah. to the craft. Um, but fundamentals keeps you more safe, at least for a while, until we have like crazy AIs. Yeah, unless you know, in forty years, where we can actually <laughs> replicate human creativity. <laughs> but that's one of the things as well. Like, if you human creativity is really going to be the last thing, which is which is taken away. Like, we they're not going to take away our character designs design jobs anytime soon no. so if you can do if you can do character designs or if you can if you can art direct something and really have strong fundamentals there then then you're pretty good yeah yeah the the advantage you have there is that then you're not a tool and then you won't become obsolete exactly like ha- like just having it doesn't mean that you need to go to art school it just means that you have to find the right teaching materials yeah. and there's plenty of that around like we have I don't know, close to 200 videos on this channel now with a lot of it focused on fundamentals um, that I, I think people could benefit a lot from. And going through some of that and just just starting to be aware of it, I think it's like the first step. You don't need to master it within a month because it's going to take years no matter what. But just being aware of the concepts are always are already going to be a huge help. Yeah, we had, a, we had a question recently which we addressed more in depth in our Q&A video. Should it learn... 2D art before doing 3D art, mm. and the answer there isn't yes. The answer there is you should learn fundamental art before learning 3D art, or you don't even have to learn it beforehand. I kind of learned at the same time. Yeah. I, I never done traditional sculpting. I really despise doing traditional sculpting. All the wires and you cut your fingers and you get dirty, and I don't like that. <laughs> I, I'm more of a sit in front of a computer and sculpt kind of, kind yeah. of guy. But you can totally learn it just as well in ZBrush as you can with traditional sculpture because it's just form. So you can do your studies there and you can do your drawing exercises in Photoshop. I mean, you can really use that. It's not the medium. No. It's, it's how you're doing it. Yeah, and it's, I mean, that's where I think it's, the, the cool thing about being a traditional artist is that, yeah, of course, in the beginning, you might be focused on the tool as well. Oh, do I have the right squeaky thing and <laughs> like this like little thing for cutting the clay like this? Yeah, sure. But, you know, the fades quickly because you just need to be able to actually reproduce the figure. And to reproduce the figure, you just need good, solid fundamentals. So I think this, this about sums up the video for now. In like to, to sum up our thoughts on this is that the fundamentals are universal. They're never going away. No. It's worth spending a lot of time on them because they are going to be with you for your entire career. Or if you're a hobbyist, you know, for every single piece yeah. you're ever going to be doing while the tools are ever changing. So if you rely on a tool, then you could your all your techniques could be obsolete very soon with a yeah. software patch.
So uh, make sure to stay tuned for part two in this series where we talk about uh, why, the intool, why the tool is the most important thing in yeah. your career. Why everything we just said <laughs> now is wrong. And uh, yeah, so that's fun with that. Interesting. <laughs> uh, but thank you guys so much for watching. And if you want to see more content like this in the future, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And hit the little bell button to turn on notifications so you can notify it every time we put out a new video. Thanks for watching.